listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Check, check, check. No, it was terrible. <laughs> it did not, you did not make it work. so bad. That was terrible. That was such a I bad sermon. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Modern Parables podcast. So great that you're here with us. I am Tyler Sanders, joined as always by my Batman and Robin. Mm. I'll let you decide who is who there. Rachel. Now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac and Noah. Yep. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh-huh. It's good to be here. Mm-hmm. Right. Who do we have here today yep. with us? We have a very special guest. We have Pastor. Whoa. Emily Kaufman. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Emily. Man, I'm getting a standing ovation in the back. It's wonderful. We're not standing. (laughs) Thank you for the clarification, Isaac. Can you see him? Okay, so um, my name is Emily Kaufman. I am a grad student here at IWU. Mm -hmm. I had my undergrad here a while ago. I don't remember when. So long ago. It's been a blur. It was like a year and a half. It's been a blur. Um, But I am working at a church in Greeley, Colorado. So we're an hour north of Denver, an hour east of the mountains. And I am a youth and outreach resident. So my job, um, I don't work with like middle-aged people. I work with kids and I work with old people. So I've gotten to preach to both sides of the spectrum in very odd ways. Like our middle school students, I did a series with them on how... Shrek is like the gospel message. <laughs> is this online somewhere? It is, it is not online oh, somewhere. But I will, I, gil- I will give you my best illustration. It was that donkey who is Shrek's sidekick and never leaves and never stops talking. Mm. And the same way, the Holy Spirit is always with you and never stops talking. Mm. Man, and those kids didn't really understand it. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> But I also get to preach to a lot of older people, about 65 up. I've gotten to go to their Sunday school classes. And afterwards, they oh. always invite me over to their house to eat a casserole that I don't know what's in it. And um, <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's wonderful. That's... I love serving them. I don't like eating their food, but uh, I love serving them. That's <laughs> awesome. That would be me. So so one of the best advice I've ever been given uh, was by my former boss, senior pastor, his name's Dennis Harmison. Shout out Dennis Harmison. He said, a pastor needs to be ready to do two things. One is pray and two is eat, mm-hmm. no yep. matter where you go, no matter how bad the food is. So, yeah. so Emily, how often would you say you preach in a month, let's say? Yeah, I think the past couple of months, it's been five times a month. Wow. Um, we have three types of programming just for youth. And so I would lead a Sunday school, middle school class every single week. I'd preach at youth about once a month. And then we also have a church plant that meets every other week. So depending on who's leading it, I'm also leading a devotional and then wow. the occasional old person class that I get to go hang out with. Yeah, or the occasional women's conference. And yes, like I was that. just at a women's conference on Saturday that I got to preach at and it was really cool getting to empower women. Um, one of the things we don't really get to learn here is what it's like to talk to women 
um, who are unemployed, stay-at-home moms, retired, mm. and feel called to be there. And so it was actually really powerful, like, coming back to my own assumptions of what yeah. it's like to be a woman and to say, hey, like, we look at Exodus 3 and how God calls the work that Moses does holy ground. Mm. Like, God shows up in that place, and it's not because the work Moses does is great. It's because God's there. And yeah. so what is it like as a woman to see your house as holy ground, to see the grocery store as holy ground, to see your cubicle as holy ground, to see the doctor's office as holy ground. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. That's the end of the month. That was so right, good already. Tune in next week for see part two week. with Emily. So guys, if you're, if you're not catching the drift, Emily is extremely qualified to be on the modern parables podcast. She's overqualified probably. So we're very excited that you're here. Uh, cause like you said, you're in Colorado, we're here in Marion, Indiana. This is the one time we get to do this podcast with you. So we're very excited. What scripture did you bring for us today? I brought James chapter one, verses two through four. All right. And I just a verses. side note, um, James has been an extremely powerful book to read for me, navigating a lot of the challenges in ministry. Um, just because the idea of faith and works are so connected that like, your works flow out of your faith in God. And like when you pray, you ask in faith and God gives it to you. And so if you're a person who is struggling with conflict, you don't know what to do, you don't know what wisdom looks like, James is a place for you to go to find that encouragement and to know that next step. So good, so good. Emily, would you mind reading for us? I'd love to. So starting in verse two, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Boom. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. Yeah. We are hitting the button for this. We are not hitting the button yet. We want to save the sound for the random topics. So if you want to go first, Isaac? I have one, but it's... I'll let... If you guys have one, <laughs> I want you guys to go first. Is yours forming? Oh. Yours, yours is one no, that we're going to want to shut up after because no, it's so good. I've, well, no, 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 not that. I've preached on this probably like oh, okay. four, four times. Sweet. So, okay, so you definitely want, have a lot. Okay. I, have, I have one thing that's kind of a common thread, but I want to see what you guys say before that. Because mm. mm. if you guys say like the same thing I want to say, like that yeah. I'm thinking, I don't want to have to say it again, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what comes to mind for me uh, is actually the the uh, passage in First Peter that talks about the refining of your faith, like uh, gold, that gold refining process. Um, it produces something more pure, more excellent, and it, it, it is a more enduring substance is how I would connect it mm. to James. So I'd probably go something like it. Because the gold refining process is, you know, you can never get, I believe it's, you can never get 100% pure gold, but you can get darn close. But mm. the process is extreme heat, extremely melted gold and sludging off the scum on the top mm. to get pure gold. Mm -hmm. And that process is hot and difficult. So that's what yeah. I would use for that one. I think for where my, my mind went was it says count it all joy in my uh, translation. I think it says consider it pure joy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that requires an active perspective change or an active shift in your, the way you think about things. For example, like, if you're going to play, say, a football game and it's snowing outside, like mm. you have to mentally prepare for that, and also understand that it's you're not going to perform the same standard that you would if it's if it's perfect weather, right? You have there's people in sports or in any situation that are fair weather people. Yeah, they they exceed when things are are going well. But I think true, true com competitors, true people that actually are 
you know, athletes can succeed even when things are not the way it is. Like this past weekend, it was like 40 mile per hour winds. Yeah. yeah. And we're watching soccer, we're watching football and it's just miserable out there. But they still, they came into that game knowing the conditions. And I think it's the same sense as when, when these things do happen, we have to mentally say, no, this, this is good. Mm. Even though it doesn't feel good. Yeah. So good. That's good. Where I was going was the same, kind of the same area. It's this beautiful picture of every time I read this and every time I think of testing of our faith, um, and the Bible talks about that a lot, testing your faith produces endurance, produces steadfastness, produces per- perseverance to lead to maturity, right? To completion. And this picture is with a, with a silversmith, goldsmith, kind of the same mm-hmm. deal, right? They get this pot going crazy hot, just crazy hot right here. The fire underneath going super hot. They put in the silver. I'm going to use silver and it liquefies mm-hmm. and then impurities rise to the top, scrape it away. Mm-hmm. And the silversmith does the process over and over and over. He knows that the process is done when the, when the silver has been tested, when he can look at it and see his reflection. Ooh. And so when he can look at the silver that's been tested and he can see himself in the silver, he knows that it has been purified, that mm-hmm. it has been refined to what the, to, to the end product. Right. And so you take that with us the joy that we have in the testing and the trial well, in the trials is because the testing of our faith produces that just like the silver is purified. We are to be reflections of God yeah. to look like Jesus on this earth and through testing, he brings us closer to that. And so that's the joy we have. It's not happiness. It's knowing that this sucks, but this is going to bring me to look more like him. And that's why I can have joy in it. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Emily, uh, do you have some words on this passage that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think what sticks out to me is this idea that um, we're being asked to complete a work that's really hard without seeing the end product. And so, like, I'm thinking about, um, like, specifically, like, when I'm at work planning a Wednesday night youth event for 80 kids that show up that are wild, they don't see the work I do before the week. Mm -hmm. They don't see the fact that we actually have a school that rents out our building and usually messes up our entire sound system before the event that we have to fix. They don't see me at Sam's trying to pick up a bunch of pallets of Coke and I'm really weak and I don't know how to push them to my car. (laughs) Like, or the time when I accidentally left Sam's and forgot to pay for Gatorade and then had to go back and repay for the Gatorade. Like they don't see the work that goes into it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get bogged down because like I see the work I'm doing. I know the work I'm doing and I'm not getting a result. But I think it's just a call that like the result doesn't have to come now. Like you can wait, you can work and the result's going to come when you are faithful in your work. Dang, yeah, that's such good. good. That is These so good. are all really yeah. good, and yeah. you know we've we've had a few uh, out there passages of scripture to do this for, <laughs> no but this was an excellent. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that. And Absolutely. like you guys know, if you've listened to this before, we always root ourselves in scripture so that way when we go to the random topic generator, we can be based in that and not get too crazy. But like always, we'll have a random topic generator on the screen, and it will put a topic up there for us, and we'll go around and give our sermon illustration. The first one that has it hits the button. Let's do it. First. Don't hit it yet. Oh. A happy oh. meal. Oh. Stop. Oh, a happy oh, he meal. stopped. Mm. Happy meal. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> mama. 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 All right. This is where my mind goes right away because we talked about this this in one of our classes. Yep. They call it the like McDonaldization of church or something like that. Ooh. I'd go to that church. 
know. For those that don't know, for those that don't know, sitting here at this table, there's two mega big McDonald's fans, and they're sitting on this side of the table. But then there's the queen <laughs> of enjoying McDonald's, and, and she's sitting right here. The third is behind. That's scenes. right. Our producer Nick is standing and cheering right now. And if you were wondering, we all are incredibly fit. <laughs> Praise God, His favors upon us. <laughs> no, but yes. where I was going with this is this is used as an example to point out with with Happy Meals, mm -hmm. with these kids' meals, McDonald's actually loses money in that mm -hmm. with those things. Mm. But they know that if they get the kid, they can get the adult, they Ooh. get the car, and so when the when the kid comes, then the adults are there. The kid brings the family. And a lot of times I've heard pastors say all the time in, in church, like to, um, to get the family there, they, the, the parents need to feel like their kids are like have a good place to go to. Yeah. Right. And so a family would come there if their kids have a place to go. And it's this way of like, if we can get the kids, we can get the family. Yeah. Now that is not a good way of looking at it just to get the kid to get the family. Right. It's church is supposed to be holistic and pouring into all of them. But then I've also heard the other way mm -hmm. where it's like to get to the kid, you need to go through the, the parents. Right. Right. And so there's all these different methods. But my mind went from there as comparing like what McDonald's does to get their product out there, to get their business selling, to get it flowing, right? To get it working is by going through the kids. Mm -hmm. And many times, what are the ways that the churches uses to keep themselves afloat? Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I'm I'm struggling with having you love meal. McDonald's. I love bro. McDonald's. I'm trying to I'm trying to connect because I could give you all the context about a Happy Meal, yeah. but I don't know what the spiritual concept of what I'm trying to think of is right at the moment. Do you mm. got some? Mm. No, it's forming. Okay, Emily, do you have anything? <sighs> I can I can try. Um, so uh, you have to hit it. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> no, what happens, don't talk. I'm, I apologize. Let her hit it and then speak. Go again. <laughs> Now you can talk. Sometimes, uh, for example, we'll like give, we'll start an illustration and then have no connection to it. That's right. Yeah. He so, will pick up. So yeah. if, if that's okay. what, if that's what happens and you're like, uh, one of us may have our, oh, we got it. And we'll just carry on. Or it may fail spectacularly. Like every time yes. I open my mouth. <laughs> All right. I want to hear what you have to do say. do my best. Yeah. Okay. So when I think of a happy meal, I think of the fact that as a person, I have never bought a happy meal because it's actually cheaper to buy the six-piece nugget, small Come on fry, now. two for three with the large drink. See, this is where That's I was wanting to go. Four dollars, <laughs> and I believe twenty-six cents with tax. <laughs> this is how well I know McDonald's. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what is that in Colorado though? Like fifteen? Uh, oh. It's like it's like four seventy-eight. It's actually a three-fifty combo. I'm a little upset. <laughs> um, not gonna lie, but yeah, I'm thinking of like. We really want the Happy Meal because we want the fact that it has like a toy and then like the cool box with a smiley face and the maze mm -hmm. on it. But a lot of times like what we want, like you can get the same thing at a cheaper price. I don't know really know where I'm going with this, but mm, yeah. I'm just thinking of just like, yeah, like the work you put into it and your desire, like you want things to look super duper good. You want it to look like that final product in a nice, neat little box with a smiley face on it. Ooh, yeah. there but, it is. But really you could just get this fixed piece nugget and the small fry without a cool box and it's still just as good. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> so off of that, you said, oh, it's, it's a nice box. It has everything in there. It's fun, whatever, right? Sometimes as Christians, we like to have everything planned out 
but yet you never know what's inside the Happy Meal, like the, the gift or the toy or whatever yes, whatever it is. That's Sometimes you don't know what that toy is. Yeah. And for some people, that excitement, like, like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to get? But I think for a lot of Christians, we want to know what that toy is in the box. We want to know the future plans God has for us yeah. in order for us to actually, like, mm. buy the Happy Meal or buy into God's plan for us. Yeah. Oh, see, I wanted to go off something similar because what I wanted to say was, like, you know, you ever... <laughs> You ever go to McDonald's and you see the like display they have oh, of all yes. the toys and you're like, I want that one, but I definitely don't want that one. Right. Because there's some toys in there that you're just like, I definitely just don't care about. Th- I just want this one. So then you get your Happy Meal and you open it up only to discover you got the one you didn't want. Right. So <laughs> naturally, what do you do? Like if you go inside to order with your mom or dad, what do you naturally do as a kid? Cry. Mom, I don't want this one. Oh. So what does your mom do? She rushes right up to that counter. Not my mom. <laughs> She'd be like, we're just getting fries and we're going home. <laughs> so she rushes right up to that counter and says, excuse me, can we get this toy instead of this toy? Right? And oftentimes the worker's either going to say, oh, abso- you know, absolutely. I would love to dig through all the toys and get your son the right toy. And then other ones are like, Nah, <laughs> our happening. machine's broken, bro. <laughs> the machine's broken. <laughs> Ice cream machine's down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, Frank, now that uh, I forgot what I was gonna say based on that. Yeah, go take it. You passing it on? Yeah, take it. Oh man, that's funny. From that, right? The gifts, the gifts that you really want are sometimes not the gifts that God gives you. Ooh, mm, and facts. if you spend your time go complaining there. and comparing it to what other gifts people get, then you will not. You not fulfill the part that you are playing in the body yeah. that God has made for you. Yeah, and trying to get that. some a different gift, yep. trying exactly. to be a different gift. Exactly. 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 Another one. <laughs> oh my days! This one came up. Um, Happy meal is like this prepackaged thing, right? Just to be quick, easy, and just get your food out. Go right to just give to kids or to anyone that orders it. You can have yeah, the adult, adult Happy Meal. Yeah. Definitely not That's Emily. That's true. <laughs> my seventy-year-old mentor only gets Happy Meals. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Keep okay, but my point is. The gospel, Jesus, is not something that you can just prepackage and give to anybody. Amen. Right? Well, it is for everybody, but depending on where you are at, that it, that context, that culture changes how you how you minister to them. Yeah. How you how you teach them about Jesus. Because the way I teach somebody who grew up in the church, teach them about Jesus and the gospel is gonna be a little different than someone that I meet in the inner city that yep, has right. never yep. heard the name, right? Yeah. And so it's not just something sometimes I read the Bible, I'm like, just give me like the gospel message in four sentences so I can just say it every time. It's like, that doesn't yeah, work doesn't everywhere. Work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, it's good. It's good. Right. I think we've beat Happy Meal to death. <laughs> oh, we ate it twice. Happy yeah. Meal's dead. <laughs> I'm loving All it. All right. Let's let's get it going. <laughs> Next one. All right. Stop it. Six. Oh three. <laughs> for, those, okay, for those that don't know, Emily, <laughs> Emily loves the Sims video games. <laughs> What? <laughs> and it's an inside joke. So, <laughs> so we, really were, we were on a trip um, from Indiana to like the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. And I like used to play The Sims when I was a kid. And I found out that they were selling it for like five bucks. So we like the first thing we do when we get to the hotel, I charge my computer and I download it. And I played it the whole way back from Gatlinburg to Marion. Yeah. So that's like a 10 hour drive. Yeah. My computer dies in the middle of it. So then I switch seats with someone so I can sit up front and plug my charger into the, into the van. Jeez. I've never played Sims. And do you know, I what, really Sims know what Sims is? is? Okay. So what is it? Simulation of yeah. real life. Yeah. Basically you play little G God and you control 
your character, your avatar, you build their home, you decide all their actions, you give them a family if you want, you know, what am I missing? Uh, you can trap them and kill them, you know. Question. <laughs> yes. Does that Sim character love you? No. They don't know who I am. No. <laughs> when you play that game... Yeah. Oh boy, I'm about to step oh, on some toes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh jeez. Everybody pull your feet up. <laughs> when you play that game and you decide everything for them. Yeah. And they don't have a choice in that. They can't choose to like love you and therefore it is not real love and not a relationship. You don't oh, have a relationship. I see where this is going. You don't have a re real relationship with that person. They're saying I should take my sim out for coffee and get to know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Emily's just posted up at a coffee shop with a computer next to her with the sim? She's just sipping a latte. Here, here's the thing. Yes, I can imagine that. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. That really boosted my confidence. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's that you love this game that much. <laughs> the love you displayed for this game on that trim. Go. Let me say something. Say it, bro. Sometimes Drop the it. things that we love most in life Ooh, get them are the exact things that God wants us to let go of. Go get them. Oh, oh, frick. In the same capacity, sometimes Emily just loves this game, you know, just loves this game, <laughs> right? Sims 3, man, hits different. But God says, no. <laughs> God says, no, Emily. It don't hit different. But I mean, it, there's truth behind that, though. Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. the yeah. thing that you think is so great that you love so much. Is good, but yeah, yeah, get us something better. Just like maybe Sims 2 is better than Sims 3. I don't oh, even know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have Sims 4. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but that begs the question of, you know, a lot of people ask, what's the, what's the thing prohibiting you from being like more intimate with the Lord mm -hmm. and being more personal, right? Deepening that relationship. It's like, well, what's the thing that you love most? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, not all the times, not all the times. Sometimes the things that you love most here on earth are the very things that you have to give up. Ooh. For God, yep. you okay. know, considering all things yeah. as garbage except for knowing Christ. Yep. Hate your mother and your father, Ooh. your family. Good. So good. And if you don't know what it is, think about how much, what, how much time do you spend doing something? Where your that, treasure is, there your heart is. Yep. I got to say, if you're, if you're listening and you have some free time, I encourage you to go find the uh, most recent sermon by Steve Deneff from College Wesleyan mm. Church. The name of it's Found. What was what was Sunday's date? What's the date on Sunday? Was it the the sixth? Uh, the sixth. So look for the November sixth sermon from College Wesleyan Church. Found. He talks about idols. He talks about being found by the Lord in our weary places. Yep. Oh, so good. Yeah, Highly what, recommended. What well, are you drinking from? Oh, mm, so that good. living water or that that water will make you thirst again. What are you thirsty mm. for? What are you oh, thirsty? I'm gonna punch someone in the face. <laughs> All right, I think we beat Sims to the. Did to you want it? I got one. All right, he hit it. Not quite to death. The lover of he's limp. He's limping, but he's not quite down yet. <laughs> yeah. I think um, one of the things that's appealing about The Sims to someone is the fact that they get complete control over Ooh. everything. So, like, I can decide when I quit my job. I can decide my house. And I can go on the internet and find all the cheat codes when I get mad that I don't get paid enough money so I can't buy the best TV. So, like, I have ultimate control over everything that happens. And I think that's so antithetical to yes. what Christian life is like. Because mm. Christian life is the release of that control. <laughs> oh, and so then opposite. it's like, yeah, count it all joy when you face trials. And you're like, 
No, like my sim doesn't have to face trials. I'll just quit the job and find a new one and get a promotion. And like, that's not how Christian life works. It's like, no, like you're in the mess and you're in yeah. it with God, but like, it's still a mess. Jeez, that's so good. That let's, was good. Yeah, let's get, oh. Thanks. Thanks. This is a seated standing ovation. <laughs> that's right, exactly. All right, let's hit the next one. Mm, so, oh, gosh, dang it. it. This is espresso, not espresso. Espresso. It's like the coffee stuff, right? Yes, right. <laughs> That is like the coffee stuff. If you guys stuff. couldn't tell, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Uh, I just, I Isaac, on. what's the other podcast you host? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> coffee and calling? <laughs> Non-coffee and calling. Hot chocolate one. and coffee. All right, hit it. Okay. Okay. So, espresso. I don't drink coffee, but espresso is like a condensed form of caffeine. So mm -hmm. it's like, you don't even have time to drink the full cup of coffee. So you just go for the espresso shot. Ooh. So I think this goes into like the speed of how we just like want to ignore conflict, ignore temptation, ignore hard times and just move through it. When what if God's just asking us to sit? And I read a book. It's by Scott Erickson. It's called um, Honest Advent. And he's a painter, theologian. And one of the things he said was like, he was in a time of just like a bunch of darkness. and he realized that when you're in darkness, you get to have conversations you don't get to have in any other single time. Like you get to ask hard questions. You get to like wrestle with God, like about yeah. your doubt. Yeah. And it's just like, be willing to sit in that. Don't just speed through it. That's good. <laughs> so good. That's a good one. You, at the very beginning you said espresso, not espresso, right? Mm -hmm. Like it took me the longest time to figure out how to, <laughs> you know, spell or pronounce this, this thing, right? Yeah. No idea. But Something that we're learning in class, but something that's kind of come to light throughout college is so often we don't know the real Jesus. We don't mm. even not, I mean, Jesus is pretty easy to spell. Yeah. But yet sometimes we take Jesus out of the context that he's in and we don't really, I mean, I feel like Jesus is pretty easy to spell. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's easy. Hey Zeus, I don't know how to spell that one. <laughs> sorry, bro. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's truth though. Like I didn't know what, I, was, I spelled it wrong for so long. People make fun mm -hmm. of me. But we do the same thing with Jesus. Jesus is yeah. not white, but yet we think of him as white. We put him in our context, in the context of the scriptures. Like, yeah. if you understood, like, the Jewish culture that he was living in, so much more about Jesus would, you'd be like, oh, my word, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, and that goes back to a principle, I think, of creating sermon illustrations. And even when you create sermons— don't just read it for face value. Right. I know we've said that on the podcast before, but it's such an important thing. Don't just take the English words at face value in whatever translation you're in. Explore other translations. Explore the original languages. Like explore the context, the historical cultural context yeah. of the of the word, because it's gonna open up a whole bunch of other things, right? Because we we can look at this and find principles for us for today, but we can go back, look at what it was written for. And see even deeper principles from yep. there. That's good. That's yeah. good. So my biggest critique of coffee um, comes from the very people that are the ones in the morning when they're grumpy. And all. And I mean, a lot of people are tired, but grumpy. They don't treat people with very uh, much patience and all those things. Yeah. And they and they blame it on oh, I just haven't had my coffee today. Yeah, you know. And I think that is so horrible. <laughs> Because it's like you're blaming your your actions on the fact that you haven't taken in something 
to to lighten your mood or make you feel better. Yeah. And so it's almost like people have become dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure. it's this like a drug. Everybody makes like a joke about like coffee addiction and things like that. But like that's pretty serious because I know people who before twelve would drink like three cups. Yeah. And well, that's just horrible for you. Right. Right. But also at the same time, it's it's depending on something in this world just to give you um, that extra edge to. Lift your spirits yeah. in a sense. When you're down, oh, I need coffee. When you All these things. But you have to keep coming back for more. And the more you do it, the more dull you become to it. So you need more and more. And in, in the, the thirst for it just keeps going. We talked about living water, right? We made that joke. Like living water, you're drinking out of something that's going to make you thirst again. This is the same concept. Yeah. And it goes into your, it goes into your certain analogy as well. People keep coming back to it. And then it just leaves them empty. Yeah. And then they come back for more. And it's, it's just a it's a bad cycle to get into. And so that's like my biggest critique coffee because it comes into more of the spiritual aspect. Yeah. Me. And uh, with coffee, coffee has health benefits. Coffee. Coffee also tastes like dirt. Uh, but we're just going to leave that. Depends there. how much creamer you put in it. Uh, yeah. You want some uh, coffee with your creamer, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's how I, it works. It's I pretty much just drink straight cream. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty disgusting. Bad. It's disgusting. But there are uh, Nick is uh, uh, very upset behind the monitors right now. <laughs> um cuz Nick is a very big coffee drinker. No, I was thinking of him as I was speaking that. <laughs> and I was like, "Lord, convict him with my words." <laughs> <laughs> Here's some water, Nick. Yeah, there you go. But there are health benefits to coffee. There there is some beneficial nature for coffee. But like Isaac said, people drink it in excess. People drink it charges their heart and it can screw up their heart. It can screw up their energy cycles. It can screw up their sleep cycles, all these kind, all this kind of stuff. And like you guys have said, it's all about moderation, mm-hmm. moderating good things, yeah. right? Not having too much of a good, cause you can have too much of a good thing mm. and it can actually mm. become a bad thing. Natural laxative, baby. Okay. <laughs> uh, with that, does anybody have any else on coffee or espresso? I'll hit it one more time. All right. Kind of going off of your guys' um, have you guys ever heard the phrase junk food rest? No. No. Okay. Well, what? junk food rest is like this term we use in the church. And it's about describing like, you know the rest you're supposed to get is from the Lord, but you keep replacing it with like TV, video games, food. It's like something that feels really good in the moment, feels restful, and then the next day you're not. like dead pooped. Yeah. Like yeah. you're done. Dead it's pooped. Dead. <laughs> Poop. You're dead poop. It's like junk food. Like it's really good in the moment, but you know, yeah. like you are what you eat. Like you feel like French fries in yeah. the morning, even though they're really good from McDonald's. But I don't know. I just think yeah. like it's so simple of like, what are you doing in these moments? Are you turning to junk food rest that leaves you like feeling more and more depraved? Yeah. Or are you looking mm. for the eternal source, that eternal mm. well? Ooh, say it again for the people in the back. That was so good. Oh my gosh, that's so good. All right, let's hit let's hit the next topic. <laughs> It's so good. All right, next one. All right, you can give that a stab. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, we can I did tell this. The story? Did we? Yeah, tell the tell the okay. story. What? Okay. So, what do you mean? <laughs> you can't just say that this pops up tampons, and then say, "Can I tell the story?" All right, fa- fair enough. Okay. We we did plant this topic. So, so <laughs> tell I, the story. I played this game a couple years ago. It's called Fix the World, and what happens is that you're in a circle with everyone, and then you're given a problem that you have to solve. And then you get one minute and you pick up a card and you're given one item to solve this problem. Uh-oh. And you have one minute to explain it. I had to solve the problem of uh, children's illiteracy by using tampons. 
<laughs> okay? And so obviously I'm like, this is weird. But How'd I realized that if you make children work in factories, that sounds oh. like oh tampons. Because tampons are, la- are labeled like with letters. I, I see where she's going. They would finally learn how to read. Like they would learn their alphabet when they learn how to categorize their regular tampon to the super tampon. Like, thank you guys for listening to the. <laughs> What's a tampon? <laughs> Not just... <laughs> All right, so I do. I do have one. Um, so, so okay. When when you guys get a significant other, right? You both have girlfriends already. Emily, you have a point. <laughs> oh, this, this won't matter for you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but oh, yeah, why would it change anything for her? Well, you, you don't even let me. Yeah, does you, your, you, does you your boyfriend won't understand. use a tampon? No, you haven't let me finish what this is. So there will be times where your lady is going to ask you, hey, can you pick me up some tampons or some pads from the store, right? And you're going to make the sweat-filled journey to that aisle, hoping nobody sees you because there's this stigma about this thing happening, right? And then you, of course, get the the wrong ones and have to go back <laughs> and get the right ones. And they'll send you with a picture this time so you know exactly the right one to get. So you do this twice. Anyway. <laughs> I'm curious how he's going to wrap this back. <laughs> I have a very, very good one, I think. Okay, let, me, I've, I've let him finish. finish. Let me see if I can finish this because I started with it and then I've forgotten it along the way. <laughs> Just trying to make it funny, but... Uh, oh, yes. Okay, so it's... Are you ashamed? <laughs> are you ashamed to do good things? Are you afraid of how people will judge you for doing good things? Mm. Are you afraid of holding on to things that may be a little taboo? Like the word of God. Just you're going to go with, uh, the word are of you God. ashamed of the gospel? It's same thing. That's no, what yeah, he was okay, doing. Okay. Same thing. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So speaking of significant other, she shared with me that tampons, there's like organic tampons. And then there's like the cheap one that most people buy. Right. Yeah. And she shared with me that in the more like widely distributed like tampon, they have a chemical or something in there that makes your periods last longer, make you bleed more. So oh. it's, it's worse, right? Whereas organic is more, ex- it's more expensive. It's more expensive, but yet like your period could end a day That's sooner. That's crazy. Or bleed I didn't less, know that. Or less pain, right? So is that a, do you know anything about that? I don't, but I'm not surprised. Okay. So, I mean, I could go into whatever. Anyways, 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 yes. all I'm saying is the, the organic tampons cost more. Right. And whereas the other ones are cheaper. Right. So often, sometimes in our lives, like. Where was I going with this? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Cost of discipleship. Cost of Jesus. Cost of discipleship. No, 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 no. no, That's not where I was going. All right. Oh, I don't know where the heck you're going. Oh, gosh. Dang it. It's because I got I got sidetracked. We're probably going to have to cut all this. out. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'll bring it back. But the. Sometimes. Oh, gosh. Where am I going with this? But my point was that. The the thing that is the most beneficial mm-hmm. cost the most. Yeah. You can sure you can go like cost discipleship, right? I was gonna go with the fact that <laughs> so often scripture or, or Jesus sometimes costs more something. Yeah. The, the the better the thing that's oh, this is where I was going with it. Uh the cheaper tampon is more accessible and it's obviously cheaper. And that whereas the organic tampon is more expensive, but in the same way we will eat junk food and do things like yeah. that. 
which isn't beneficial for our soul. Yeah, that that was such a blown. Anyways, you didn't hit the button, man. <laughs> Get wrecked. So I was going respect. <laughs> I was gonna go for off that, of that as well. Dumpster fire. <laughs> so uh, I had a professor uh, at Indiana Wesleyan because you imbeciles interrupt me all the time. <laughs> so I had a professor. He taught hermeneutics. Which was a very interesting class. The Bible class? It is basically the Bible, yes. It's it's more advanced uh, Bible study stuff. So any, you guys don't have to take it in your master's. Cheaters. So, <laughs> um, so he did say one thing that always stuck with me about that class. He said, and he's, he's Haitian, so he has a very thick accent. So when he says it, it sounds way better than when I say it. But he said... Oftentimes in our lives, in the Christian lives, it's the harder thing that's the right thing. Yeah. Not the easy thing. So going off of that mm. same principle, yeah. it's not it's not the cheap way we should go. It's oftentimes the more, in this case, the more expensive, the more costly thing. What's overall better for you. That's right. That's kind of where I was going, but then hey, good Isaac, Isaac's good. nose got in the way. Let's so. go. <laughs> My nose. Ski slow. You suck. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with the very obvious one that's in scripture. Uh, what? Oh, yes. The Isaiah passage. Where, using things for the wrong purpose. <laughs> the Isaiah one. Hey, I shared that in a different podcast, I believe. Yeah. But it talks uh, talks about how our righteous acts are like dirty menstruals. Or which like is in Isaiah, yeah. Which is what I was saying. Yeah. Yes, but it's also in the New Testament. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I believe so. Okay. Isaiah for sure. <laughs> we'll just hold it there. <laughs> but like to talk about that and to point that out because a lot of times when when people talk about tampons, the the connotation people just I'm not saying for girls, from my experience, a lot of people just like, oh, gross. Yeah. Something like that, you know? No, it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's gross. <laughs> no, it's gross. And that's what is used to describe how our acts are yeah. apart from from God. Yeah. The greatest thing that we could do is like that. So good. You know, and it puts Puts into perspective how mm-hmm. much we really need God yeah. to do to do anything to please God to do any of that. It takes faith. It takes everything that is good is from God. So yeah. the good acts that are within us are from God. It's not something we can do by ourselves. And it's this very vivid picture of how our acts are. It is, and yeah. We, and that and that really brings humility. That humbles you, showing yeah, even your best acts of what you think aren't as good as you yeah. think. So good. Even if it's organic tampon, it's still not worth That's it. That's right. Exactly. All right. I think I think we've covered it. I think yeah, it's, I'm surprised it's been, I think it's been bled out. Long, it, so. Oh <laughs> my gosh. We're going to get the E next to the podcast. All right. Thank Let's you. Go on Emily's ready to go. <laughs> uh, it's been a great trip, next. guys. E for Emily? Credit card fraud. I didn't even have to start a joke, Jim. Millions of Americans <laughs> suffer every year. <laughs> Hi, sir. It's the credit card fraud department. <laughs> Have you guys seen those TikToks? No. Clearly, Emily's. <laughs> no. What? Oh I my god! You're being funny. Oh no! There's a there's a running TikTok series. This guy talking. He's playing both sides of the call. He's the credit card fraud department. He says, "We have a sniper trained on the guy who stole your card. We just need just need you to give the okay." <laughs> and he's like, "No, don't do anything." Sorry, sir. <laughs> We've already taken him out. <laughs> it's hilarious too. That's funny. Yeah. Oh my Does days. Does anybody have a sermon illustration? <laughs> I do. Ooh. Okay. So. <laughs> so. Have you ever been asked the question, if you could commit any crime, what crime would you commit? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. 
I would really like to steal a bank or not or rob rob a bank. <laughs> <Steal> a bank. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Just have a bank in your backyard. Yeah. Continual money but, source. But why as I read this, why would I try and rob a bank when I could just take someone's credit card and use it? Like yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting, but that's also a lot of work too. My host parent, she actually got her credit card stolen at Dollar Tree. Someone stole her wallet. It was a bad deal. But I think like there's a lot of work that goes into planning a credit card fraud scam. Oh, yeah. And like you got to plan it out. You got to target your victim. You got to know who you're going for. Like that lady knew she was going for an old lady mm-hmm. who wouldn't realize that her wallet was missing. You have to put the work into it. And then you have to be like strategic about where you and buy things because she found it out because the lady went to Sam's Club and bought four thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow, genius! Sam's Club. So we're like, well, that's odd. But I think what I'm trying to say here, now that I've lost it and I'm trying to <laughs> regain it, is that it's hard to be a scammer. Like it really is. Like it takes a lot of work. You don't always see the reward till the very end after you've planned it all out. You've gone through the motions of almost like getting like caught by the cops. Yeah. But then when you finally have that credit card that you stole and you're at Sam's, you get that reward of four thousand dollars. I love where groceries. this is going. I love where well this done, is going. Well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not saying that stealing and credit card fraud is okay. I'm just trying to say it's a useful analogy the modern parables podcast does not endorse credit card fraud or the robbery of any banks maybe the entirety of bank (laughs) (laughs) nobody endorses stealing banks (laughs) so good okay that's fun oh man that's tough you're not touching this one okay so credit card fraud um i will say that when i think credit card and what you were talking about um, I'm really going off the fact that you pointed out how much time it really takes. And it is like these people that do it well have to be strategic. And that has to do with anything criminal. Like when you're doing things that are against the law, you have to be strategic about it if you want to be good at it. And a lot of times those people know the game better than you do. Mm. And just like that in spiritual warfare, the devil is very strategic yeah. in how he attacks and who he attacks and when he attacks. And in the Bible, uses many many different words, many different adjectives to describe him, right? He's a, like a prowling lion yeah. looking for someone to devour. Mm-hmm. He steals, kills, and destroys. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue. All of these things. And he's been around. It says that he's been lying from the beginning. Yeah. Right? And so he's been around the game for a while. Yeah. And so you have to know that he knows how to come at you. He knows when to come at you. Yep. Right? Whether it's like, getting a theology like saying demons, I don't know, but whether, whatever it is, him attacking you, he's very strategic about it. And so you need to know how to fight. You need to be prepared. If you do not have the armor of God on, you do not stand a chance. Mm -hmm. And to think that he doesn't attack you is exactly where he wants you. Because once you become aware of his attacks, then you can actually start doing something against him. Yeah. So good. All right. I, I think I have one on here. So, we're gonna make it good. I know it's the it's the last one we oh, got. Oh, the last one. It's okay, the last all right. one we got. All right. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so, have you guys ever uh, seen the videos of people going up to an ATM and they peel off right in front of the card reader? There's a skimming a skimming machine that looks exactly yeah. identical to the card reader. So they literally peel it off and see the chip that scans the card number as it goes in. Have you guys ever seen those? I have. I, I know what they are. Okay. Though. There's a gas station in Marion that is notorious for being scammed by people putting skimmers in the gas pumps, right? So 
hundreds of people go and pay for gas and get their credit card information stolen. Mm. There's, there's, they even get so intricate as to put a camera right down at the pin reader so they can watch you put in your pin even. It's wild how they do this. But people unsuspectingly go up, they pay for gas, they go to a relatively, they think, safe place to go get gas when in actuality they're losing yeah. money. They're getting scammed. They're getting... and Dang, often scary. Yeah. Oftentimes it works itself out. Credit card companies are forgiving enough. But those scammers, they get their money. You get your money back. It's just the credit card company's out of money, right? Which, all right, fair enough. Credit card money. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Oftentimes we can go into spaces thinking they're completely safe, thinking that there's no danger, thinking that we're, we're in the comfort and peace of the Lord and nothing's going on. And then a trial comes out of nowhere. Yeah. One of these various trials we were talking about in James, right? They can come completely out of nowhere and wreck us right where we're at, even if it's in a safe place. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something I got. Mm. That was good. That mm. didn't land the plane as well as I thought I would, but there we I go. I like skimming. That's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Emily, thank you for, for joining us today. You killed it. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go get McDonald's. She seems so excited. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mickey D's. I'm, I'm done with McDonough's. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. Guys listening, girls listening, wherever you're listening, stay tuned. We have more. Mm. We're always we're always coming up with fresh ideas. Even if even if we suck some days. Yeah, that's right. Like my tampon analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks for, for tuning in and we will see you guys next week. Uh- we would also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Once again, thank you for stopping by and listening to our crazy sermon illustrations that might actually work. Check back next week for more modern parables. 